I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this PG and I'm down to dunk. I'm about to dunk. Good morning and welcome to episode six, seven, two, down, two, dunk, happening today on 420. You can find us on CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, Dash Radio, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course... Anywhere you subscribe to your podcast, I am Luke. Joined this 420 morning by Andrew. Slam through. And Taylor. Whenever, whenever we're meant to be together, I'll be there and you'll be here. And that's the deal, my dear. Slam through. Good morning, my friends. <laughs> hey, Luke's uh, in bed. So we decided to wait to record this show until today because Game Two was so awful. And I already recorded an hour and a half of podcasting on it, and there's just no way I could record one more minute of that stupid game. Uh, and I'm glad we waited because the Thunder won the game, guys. Hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! <laughs> Luke was there. Luke and I were there. Uh, True. Luke was sitting a lot closer than I was. He caught a shirt. I caught the Ballon Blaster shirt! That came from the blaster? <laughs> no, it came from um, the slingshot that okay. uh, the three people do, and it was a misfire. I was going to say what it had to have been. Yeah, it was a misfire. I jumped up, and I got it. Um it was great. Uh, it was a rush. I'll tell you, <laughs> yesterday at the game, it was everything was like, okay, we're going to win because I caught the Ballon Blaster shirt. Yeah. And then two, two. people made that mid first half court shot for $20,000. <laughs> oh, man. The first guy, so they gave, so if you weren't there and you haven't seen the video, they gave two guys a chance to shoot half-court shots. They gave him 24 seconds, so a shot clock, to make it. The first guy made it at the buzzer. Yeah. Which was crazy. And then the second guy w- did a strange flinging motion. I don't even it really a- understand it, but he, he made it. It was a very unorthodox shot. However, it was effective. Highly effective. Just like the Thunder were last night. They beat the Blazers 120 to 108 uh russell westbrook backed up every word that he said after the after game two he had 33 points 11 assists five boards seven of eight from the free throw line four of six from three which is like the most worrisome stat of the day uh 11 of 22 overall he was spectacular last night and not only that he was really getting into it with dame and really getting under dame's skin and he rocked the baby so hard in the, I guess it was the third quarter, the beginning of the third quarter. Uh, and 
people thought that that was the catalyst to Dame scoring 25 points in the third quarter. It's like, that's just something that was completely made up. Uh, Dame said that he didn't even see him do it. <laughs> but nonetheless, well, this is, Russ did rock the baby extremely hard. Well, rocking the baby that hard, uh, dangerously hard, I would say, was actually part three of that three-part Russ uh, pushing Dame to score 25 points. Because right before that is when he blocked him. He had that huge block on Dame. And then he came down and posted him up and hit an and one uh, off the backboard. And then he rocked the baby. So there was one part block, two part get the and one, three, dangerously rock baby. And then Dame scored 25 points. Yeah, Dame was so good. In that third quarter, he hit a couple really, really tough shots. He kept getting to the rim, uh, thanks to the work of Markeith Morris and Nerlens Noel. Uh, and it was—he was just unbelievable. It's one of the best performances. I mean, I get—I kept looking over at the guy next to me and saying, "How? How is he doing this?" <laughs> I mean, it was just Man, an unbelievable quarter. He was, it was outrageous against Nerlens Noel. And Nerlens is going up. He had like two or three uh, layups that Nerlens was contesting. And Dame still got his body in the right position and yeah. got a clean. Yeah, it was weird. Nerlens was, was so late. Nerlens was bad last night. I did not think he was good. Yeah. That quarter was especially frustrating because my seats were like right behind the goal. And it was just like every time they came down, they would get they would run the same play and get the same layup. Or Dame would get the same life, and it was just like, okay, great, we get it. This right. is like, I'm living the exact same play over and over and over forever in this third quarter. <laughs> I know, it really did feel like that. Yeah. And the Thunder, I mean, the Thunder kept up with them pretty well. They were only outscored by six in that quarter, which was felt like a miracle. They are up ten yeah. heading into halftime, and one of the lowest scoring halves ever for an NBA game this season uh, they they held the Blazers to 17 points in the second quarter. And then Dame had 25 of his own in the third. And they had 43 overall in that quarter, which was just uh, just unbelievable. So it was, it, it was a crazy, crazy game. Uh, a game that had... It felt like the Thunder were going to win it. But there was a point where I thought the Thunder were letting go of the rope a little bit. And... It took, there was a Jeremy Grant three that he hit where he had two guys coming at him. One was Aminu, and I don't remember who the other was. And he made that three, and then on the next possession, they got a stop, and then then Jeremy had a drive that he ended up finishing, and that pushed it to seven. And I thought that those two buckets were probably the two biggest of the game. Because if the Blazers started to get control and... We've seen it. We saw it in the first two games. Whenever C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard feel confident and they get rolling, it's they're really, really hard to stop. Yeah. Totally. And good thing, uh, I, I really liked the change on defense. Um, one, putting Paul George on C.J. McCollum. Yep. And then two, basically deny, denying Damian and C.J. the ball as much as possible, yep. which seemed to work a lot more in the first half than, say, in the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, they did a really good job at that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what's crazy is Dame and C.J. still shot a good percentage. Like, I thought that they were doing a really good job keeping their points down. They still combined for 53 points. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, 
And also, us winning and Russ having a good shooting night, as well as Jeremy Grant, really covers up the terrible shooting night from Paul George. He was 3 of 16, which is a little shocking, because if you look at his... He had 22 points, but it's because he went to the line 17 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that he was good in every facet of the game except for shooting, which is not yeah. a good thing for the Thunder. Hey, Luke, are you... you Luke, Sorry. You're breathing it's, real loud and rustling real loud. so loud. <laughs> I moved it. It rustled, it rustled against my beard. I apologize. No, you might, you might want to get out of bed. Just throwing that out there. Um, but, it's uh, Saturday before noon. I'm not getting... I'm not moving. Okay, well, you might want to mute yourself <laughs> here and there. Um, I'm getting up. <laughs> So, yeah, Paul really struggled to shoot the basketball. He got a lot of good shots. He also, I, and I know Paul shot 17 free throws, but I felt like he did not get a fair whistle. Am I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but it just did not, it felt like he drove again and We're again and Twitter again. Thunder, man. You're just huh? trying to get more followers, yeah. bro. I think that means you're watching. You're just watching like the team you like the most live. It always feels like that. I mean, Paul. I mean, Paul ended up on the ground in the paint so many times, and there were a lot of times too where they weren't calling continuation, and Paul would get to the bucket, he'd get fouled, he'd make the shot, and they'd call it on the floor. I mean, that happened probably four times. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that that is true. The continuation, the not calling continuation, was really weird. But the Thunder still went to the line 39 times to the Blazers 24. And the fouls were, Just well, so. we got nine less fouls called on us than the Blazers. Yeah, to, to me, that's fine. Like you, I can look at the numbers, but I, I can remember several times where I thought, I thought that Paul was not getting a fair whistle. I just felt like that was happening again and again. And that happens a lot when he gets into the lane. But I thought last night... I, he probably should have had 30 free throws. Like I'm, and that's not, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say that. I, I really do think that he should have had more free throws because he, he absorbed a lot of contact and it's like, it's good on him because he didn't continue to just shoot threes. He took seven mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. night. He knew he wasn't on. And so he continued to drive and almost every possession he was trying to get into the lane. And, you know, like James Harden will shoot 30 free throws in a game whenever he gets into the lane like that. Um, and I thought Paul could have shot more free throws last night. Um, there was uh, there was also, uh, Andrew, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, you know the game they play at the Chesapeake where like, we'll show a picture of, like, Wolverine from the popular movie. Yes. Logan and Batista. And then, like, you have to do their, your face like them. Mm-hmm. Guy showed like it showed this kid and Wolverine's face guy flipped off the camera he did i did see and, that and i i wondered if he got kicked out for that um i, I don't know i have no I idea i hope not i you really hope not there are kids there no that's cool that's it was, funny it was funny because more he, people don't do that it was funny because it had like that that graphic on the screen and so when he first flipped the camera <laughs> off he couldn't see it and so he had to move his his finger into place to, yeah. for it to be seen <laughs> it was pretty funny, was uh, pretty funny. Uh, i thought somebody else that was really good last night and i'm sure people disagree with one of my points and that's okay uh is dennis schroeder I thought he played really well. He had he was five of eleven from the field, two of three from three, five of six 
from the free throw line. 17 points, six assists, five boards, two steals, only one turnover. Uh, I thought he was very good for the Thunder. I thought that he, in the fourth quarter, they were kind of going to him to get some buckets, and he delivered. And I also thought his defense was good. And I know that in the third quarter, he was the primary defender on Dame, but like his job was to funnel those guys, to funnel Dame to Nerlens Noel or to Markeith Morris. And those guys have to be on time. If they're one second late, half a second late, like they were over and over again, that's what leads to those layups. Is that when you're contesting mm-hmm. and you're and he's already at the rim? Like I'm sorry, like that's not good enough. Like they they know he's coming, and they're just, they were just late continually. They're out of position. They're in the wrong place, and I think that's what led to all those buckets at the hoop. Because to me, Dennis was doing his job. He was right up on Dame. He stuck he stuck with him all the way to the rim, and then he his teammates didn't finish the job. Is what I kept seeing. Uh, I thought that he did a good job, and he's a guy that Billy trusts to keep in the game there at the end, which is nice because that was a huge question. And if you can keep him in against this team, I think you can keep him in against a lot of teams uh, in the fourth quarter. I don't. I mean, still the Thunder are down one game in the series, but if the Thunder do advance, I think that it does bode well for the Thunder. Even the rest of the series, it bodes well that you can keep Dennis on the floor. Uh, you know, at the end of a tight game and not necessarily get killed. Yeah, I thought I thought he and Russ were really good on defense um, in pick and roll tonight. And also, I thought Dennis Schroeder, there was a point in the fourth quarter where it felt like two and a half solid game minutes of putting Cantor in pick and roll with Schroeder, Schroeder scoring, and then Cantor scoring on the other end, and then Schroeder right. scores on him, and then Cantor scores on the other end. Like, there was a lot of success in the in the running Schroeder as a ball handler in the pick and roll against Cantor, but it was like I think it kind of you know negated itself because Cantor scored almost every corresponding possession. Oh my goodness, he he did, and it was he didn't always he would sometimes get an offensive rebound and score. He was just they were finding him right at the rim. Uh, yeah, he Cantor was was okay there, but he he was can't play canter in that fourth quarter though where oh yeah totally where you just go right at him and you can get whatever you want and i feel like that's something that's going to continue to be a storyline for the blazers is that canter they're going to find more ways to expose him as this series goes on uh he was a minus 13 last night uh and i i think that it's probably going to continue to get a little bit worse for Ennis. He had a nice stat line, 19 points, five boards and assists. Like he, he put up numbers that were helpful to the Blazers, but um, you know, the Thunder know how to, how to limit him and they may limit him more. Uh, you know, you know what the best way to expose him would be? Hmm. Just pull down his pants. I was about to say, okay. pull his shorts down, expose him. <laughs> get it. Uh, you know what I noticed last night at the game is uh, how even like our point distribution was. Everyone really contributed, and I I'm, I can't remember a playoff game where it's been like that in a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Andrew was going to leave you high and dry because of your penis canter joke. <laughs> Expose his penis. Um. Yeah. 
role players shoot better at home, and that, I mean, that's it's a cliche for the NBA, but it, it's true, you know. Jeremy Grant was huge for this team last night. He was five, four or five from three, finished with 18 points. He was very, very good, as was Schroeder, as was Ferguson in his 18 minutes. Uh, they all shot the ball well, which is helpful. You know, you know it's hilarious. I was listening to uh, the Dan Devine, Zach Lowe post yesterday. Yeah. And Lowe said, Lowe said uh, you know, I think for the Thunder to win this one, they really just need the, uh, the role players to step up. They really need one of those random Jeremy Grant 18-point games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Literally said 18 points. I thought that was hilarious. That's why he's the best, man. He knows exactly how many points each specific player has to score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was big. And even, I mean, Aminu had it going from three. At least it felt like it. He was only three. He was three of seven, which is yeah, which is good. Three for, of nine overall, which is good for Aminu. But it felt like he, it felt like he had it going in the arena. I'm with you. I thought it was like. I thought he was just making every open jumper, mm-hmm. but I guess he wasn't, so that's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, anything else Man. from the game that stuck out? That stuck out? I don't know. We can talk about uh, next question because that seemed to be a pretty hot topic last night on Twitter. Is that one of the questions for us? Somebody, Somebody touched on it. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean it was <laughs> It was it's it was awkward. It was an awkward setting with with the like Paul tried the next question too. Like we everybody knew the Russell next question stuff was was coming. I mean that was obvious, but then when Paul did it too and Paul <laughs> he kind of like looked at everybody like he was about to be funny and then said it and I was like okay cool Paul <laughs> uh, yeah it's just a weird look it's a weird look and I actually talked to Barry about it after the game and he was said, he crying no he's, oh, no he's elated he said the only thing that Russell Westbrook is doing is making me famous Okay, that's what I was going to talk about. And this isn't a hot take. This is really how I feel. Because every time Barry asks him, like, a real question, knowing he's not going to get a real answer, yeah. it just – and then with the follow-up after a next question, it just feels so self-important to me. And, like, if I were his boss, I'd be pissed. Because it's like – like, Barry's job is to – uh, write content and give this stupid game more meaning than just being a stupid game. You know what I mean? He's supposed to write about, he's supposed to humanize players. He's supposed to write about uh, stories about communities and really add some meaning to this stupid thing that is basketball. And when he, all he does is save questions for Russ, knowing he's not going to get an answer. All he can write about and talk about is himself. And so mm-hmm. I just feel like it's really self-important and, uh, I don't know. People are on Russ about being immature but to, and unprofessional. But to me, it's like Barry Trammell's being as unprofessional, but just in a more hidden way. And like he has his boys back him up on Twitter, you know, like his writer boys <laughs> saying like the league needs to step in. No, Barry Trammell needs to like not ask other players questions then and then write the Russ stuff based on other people asking Russ questions. I think it's really dumb. I do, too. 
it's, I think it's I think it's very dumb. It's bad. It's bad all around. And I, I mean, if I mean Barry is getting like national publicity for this, and yeah, I I don't know. I I honestly don't blame him. Like, if, but that's not his job. Like that is that is just really egotistical it, and self important. It is very helpful to Barry Trammell for for it to happen. And yeah. it, and also like Russell Russell doesn't give good answers anyways on anything. So I mean it's I I don't honestly I don't blame him because the the questions that Barry's asking and I my my thought kind of changed on this last night. Cuz like the they the like he does ask important questions certainly, but we all we also know that Russell's not going to give great answers to important questions. And so like like Barry gets to go on Colin Coward and he gets to go on all these like big time shows because of it. Like I'm I don't know. I don't I honestly I don't blame him. Um he's and and it's going to be a battle that's going to rage on for a long time because I think that they both are uh persistent at best. I agree yeah. that it's going to continue. However, I could not care less about the situation. Okay. That's good. Okay. All right. Do you, want to jump, do you want to jump into some... Well, hey, before we jump into some Twitter questions, you know what I want to talk about? Do you know what I want to talk about? No, I could not care less what you want to talk about. <laughs> oh, well, I care very much about... Anthem beers. I want to tell you about Anthem Brewing Company. Guys, they're the real deal. I'm always talking about their incredible beer selections. Golden One, Arjuna, IPA, Ouroboros, Ryder IPA. Some incredible one-of-a-kind beer creations you can only find at their brewery at 908 Southwest 4th Street in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. They uh, they got some very cool things going on. They just released their super fancy apple saison. It's a new, incredibly tasty, tart spring treat. It is a beer, it, and you guys, you got to taste it. Get down to the tap room. Try it out. They've at the tap room. They've got tasty beers, rad new threads and apparel, and super fancy, fancy glasses available. Sometimes they got food trucks there. You just got to go check it out. It's a perfect place to go before a Thunder game. Dollar off pints before Thunder games. It's going to get you in the mood. To see some Thunder dudes. Highly, highly encouraged. Support those that support us. Anthem Brewing Company. Made on Earth by humans. Good humans. Hey guys. Let's jump into some Twitter questions. Twitter questions! Let me try that again. Twitter questions. Twitter questions! Both sound real good to me. Hey, our first Twitter question comes from at N-B-A-Y-Y-Y underscore. Who wants to know, when Dame was talking to the refs after the game, would you describe his mood as miffed or peeved? Uh, by the way, this Twitter handle is N-B-A. Because it, it has a picture, picture of the fonts. It has a picture of the fonts. I appreciate that. I, I would say he was more miffed. Than peeved, he was. I don't. I don't know. I think he was positively peeved, man. He was not happy after the game. 
Yeah, he was pissed. People asked about the Russell stuff, and like and he, they're like, "Does that energize you?" He, and you could tell he was just mad. He was like, "No, like it doesn't really energize me." <laughs> like it just infuriated him. <laughs> he was so mad after the game. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting just to see to see him I mean, interviewed. For that fourth quarter, they were constantly having a conversation and just, I assume, talking mad crap at each other. Oh, yeah. After yeah, Russ hit for, that three, for, he was in Dame's face. Yeah. You know, oh my screaming <laughs> who knows what at him. At one point, he was telling him that he was too short. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I Russell was... Russell was on another level last night in a lot of ways. Yeah, and they clearly um they clearly hit something specific with each other too because Dame re- really keeps it together for the most part even if he's mad or whatever. Yeah. But last night he yeah, last night by the end of the day he was really like off the rails as much as you see Dame go off the rails. He Russ, he was approaching the the team at half court after the buzzer sounded like he was still mad and he was wasn't going to the locker room which would have been the opposite way he was going to the thunder bench and like shouting at them wow the league should step in and do something they should suspend him <laughs> i like how everybody's solution is the league should step in and do something the league should really step in want oh, this boy. one uh, it's, uh, it's past time that the league steps in. I agree. <laughs> Dame has been out of control. He was so he mad. And out then, of control. And right after that, or right before that, I think, Mo Harkless threw his like pirate bandana into the stands and got a, I think he got a tech and kicked out. And the oh. league's got to step in there, too. It's so I'm violent. pretty sure he fell this, out. This violent behavior, man. Well, he did foul, oh, he did foul out, but, then, but he did throw it into the crowd and did get attacked. Yeah. He was, but he was he, miffed he fouled out. But he fouled out, but then he got taken straight back to the locker room. He did not sit with the team. Right. Wow. Uh, uh, They've they got to step in. They've got to step in and do something. Somebody, hey, We're going to have another mouse at the palace situation. Hey, guys, the league has just stepped in and told me I need to move on to our next Twitter question. I apologize. <laughs> it, it is from Ask Sir, Sir Thunder Beard. Who wants to know why isn't Adams more involved? I thought he was really involved last night. He was he six, not? Well, only taking six shots. Like I get what he's saying. He's yeah. five of six from the field, ten points. It felt like I mean, it feels like they could give him more shots, not necessarily more post touches, because I think that's actually the only defensive strength that Ennis has is that he's like a decent post defender. Uh, but if, it does feel like they could involve him more in the pick-and-roll situation because it didn't feel like they put Ennis at a pick-and-roll situation very many times last night. Um, and I felt like they could have done that more, and they could you could find Adams more. I think, I, I think a good number for Adams, and this is closer to what he averaged on the season, is 10-plus shots a game. When you only get six, like I totally get it, and it's and some of it's just situation because they are packing the paint, they're daring the Thunder to shoot jump shots, and so that makes life harder on Stephen Adams to find good shots. Um, 
But I think that they could make more of an effort to get him involved and to get him more shots in the next game. That's something, as far as like adjustments go, that's something that they could do, is that they could figure out how to get the ball to Adams a little bit more because he, with Paul George not being an efficient shooter, he's the most efficient offensive player on the team. And when you aren't getting him enough shots, to me, I don't think that's the greatest thing. Yeah, and he's really shown us. I mean, he's really been the consistent player this whole series. Uh, he's been really good offensively every single game. Yep. And so it seems like he could just do that. Like the matchup is just good for him. Um, I guess. I guess you're right. I was looking at usage percentage. He was only at eleven percent uh, last night. <laughs> that's so a, that's embarrassing. That, it's kind of crazy though because it felt like like that is really really low. Really, um, especially considering he could be in way more pick and rolls with Russ. But uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy because you watch and you just see him score everything. So you think he's involved, but I guess he was just making the most out of every single possession he was involved in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 11%. That's great. Terrence Ferguson somehow was at 14. Oh, but he only played 18 minutes. That's crazy. Why yeah. did he? Oh, foul trouble? A lot of it was foul trouble, and then a lot of it is that they, and then Schroeder they was just being prefer Schroeder. Yeah. 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 To me, that's that's probably the bigger one, is that they just prefer to have Dennis out there because he can attack. And we, we, we see when Ferg attacks from the wing, uh, you just have no clue what's going to happen. I, I think that if you were going to bet, if you could like pause the game in, in that moment and say, what's going to happen here? Score a basket, turnover, offensive foul. I think like I'd yeah. probably bet offensive foul more often than not. I was I was gonna tweet, but then the time passed last night. You know, it really feels like fifty percent of the time you run Terrence Ferguson off the line, he's going to get a charge called on him. He yeah. just get he just like he gets run off the line and he has no idea what to do. He looks around and he's just dribbling and he's just gonna jump. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if anyone's there or not that's what he's gonna do yeah that's right hey guys let's move on to our next Twitter question it comes from at Dakari Sanchez he wants to know does anyone cry to the refs more than Lillard dude had a damn near 48 minute conversation with the officials yeah I think Paul George cries to the officials probably just as much yeah as does Russell this is a star problem. This is a, if you're an NBA star, there's hardly any of them that don't talk to the refs like that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a star problem. It, what's rare is that you see a role player or somebody of that caliber, of even just like a regular starting caliber player, go at the refs like that. It's almost always superstars. Uh, and there was actually like a really interesting podcast about that um, I'll have to find the name of the show, but it would talked about how like people that are uh, people that feel entitled to have whatever they want like that are are usually the people that are kind of at the top of the food chain, um, which holds true for the NBA for sure. Like the entire war, the entire Warriors starting lineup, if any foul is called, they throw a fit. You know, Russ and Paul definitely. I think you look at Dame, without a doubt, does that. I mean, it's all these, it's all of the top guys in the league do this. Chris Paul, James Harden, all of them. 
Yeah. League's got league's to step in. League's I really got to step in and do something. Dame's going to hurt one of these refs someday. Like it's uh, also, I really appreciate Excuse Twitter me? trying to <laughs> someday, someday I'm hungover. I also really appreciate Thunder Twitter trying to vilify uh, Damian Lillard as much as they possibly can. Like one of the coolest, best players in the league. And we really are trying to James Harden him. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of the refs, uh, last night, um, like at halftime, the refs, you know, go in their little tunnel. Um, I would say a 70-year-old man said something and yelled something at the refs, and one of the refs got in his face. I've never seen that happen before oh, in my man. life. I'll tell you what, wild. Luke, you know what that lets me think? Lee's got to step in and do something about that. Oh, refs can't thought, be getting in. We're going to have, what, mouse in the palace with refs now? Wow, Absolutely too much. Unbelievable. And, and this was a, I mean, this is one of the oldest people I've ever seen. It was wild that it happened. They wow, would have kicked him ageist. out if he was even five years younger. What do you think he said? I don't know. I don't want to know. It's probably God. rude. Old people I, say like the worst things too, because I think it's like you know back in their day it wasn't that bad, but now today it's like the worst thing you can say. I yeah. bet he said something like that. It would not. It, there's no way it was podcast appropriate. I was too far away to hear. I Man, league's got to step in. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Paul R Valentine, who wants to know how do we convince Steve? It's always the first quarter. How do we convince Dennis it's always the fourth and Paul George that it's January? This is a uh, good question to me. I like this. Wait, ask it again. Sorry. How do we convince Steve it's always the first quarter? Dennis, it's always the fourth quarter. And PG, <laughs> it's January. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How do you answer this? How do you convince them? I don't know. You have to give them. Uh, I don't, do you watch the OA? Okay, well, basically, it's a show on Netflix, and this guy kidnaps people, and uh, I like in order to perform these science experiments on them, he gives them this gas that, like, basically, they just do and believe whatever he says, and so I think you have to give them the gas from the OA. So you have to give them all gas. I get that. They're gonna be really farty on the bench. Yeah, I think that you, it's a subliminal Ooh. message. So subliminal, like, put them <laughs> on. Put them on like uh, headphones to where like, hey, it's the first quarter. Hey, it's the fourth quarter. Hey, Christmas just happened. It's January. I like what? Really... Hyp- you mean hypnotizing? Yeah, yeah, oh. Hip- yeah. That's basically <laughs> what I'm talking about. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's got it's some form of hypnotizing or drug. Uh, that seems like the only way of doing this. I don't know if a meditative practice uh, on their part, like if they could cognitively be uh, in reality, but also they're, but also kind of have the confidence of, say, a first quarter or a fourth quarter or a January. I don't know how that works. You know, to, I get you. hey, to be hey, honest, Andrew. to be honest, this yeah. all sounds kind of risky to me. <laughs> <laughs> however andrew thank you <laughs> you got you have to agree that it's worth it well i i don't think that anyone needs to hypnotize stephen adams i think that's more of like a russell westbrook thing with the first quarter stuff 
Because it's not. I yeah. mean, Steven doesn't like go to his guys and be like, all right, guys, it's fourth quarter. Let's get engaged. Never give me the ball. Break. <laughs> you know? That's true. I think he's so uh I think he's so used to not getting the ball after the first or second quarter that uh he just doesn't try anymore. And he doesn't say he like he doesn't say anything. I wonder if he even notices that he doesn't get the ball anymore. He just does not care. He is like yeah. the one of four guys in the league that honestly do not care if they score. Like he just doesn't he does not care at all. Which We've said this before. It's the best and the worst thing about him. Yeah. Uh, you know, for someone like that, I, that's a good guy for Trammell to ask questions to. He's a good guy for anybody to ask questions to. He's the best. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, our next Twitter question is for you. It's from at Mo Mo Malady, who wants a rundown of the candy situation. Okay. So, uh, Nice big table. I actually did a periscope that shows the table. Uh, glass jars. We had some giant gummy bears this year. Last year they were the minis. I uh, prefer the minis, but the giants were good. Not giants, but they're bigger than regular size gummy bears. So mega, ultra gummy bears. They were good. Very good gummy bears. Uh, we had uh, Easter colored M&Ms. We had multiple kinds of jelly beans. We had Blow Pops. We had um, Hershey Kisses. We had um, brownies, and there was all kinds of different Chex Mix. There was like a hot Chex Mix. There was like a sweet Chex Mix. There was the original flavor Chex Mix. Uh, all very good. Bold uh, Party Mix? Yeah. Well, it's like Bold Party Mix, but it was like f- fancy. I don't know how to describe it. What? Yeah, it was it was awesome. Uh, I had coffee, bottled Dasani, where they literally would not let the fridge get emptied by one bottle. The person would stand there, someone would grab a bottle, <laughs> they would put a bottle right back in. You know why? That's because that's that person's only job, and it's, they're so bored. It's their only job, and they just keep refilling the candy. Uh, it was cool. It's It's just an unbelievable setup. Uh, I I ate a lot. Oh, hot tamales, of course. I ate a ton of hot tamales and a ton of gummy bears last night. And also some of the sweet uh, party Chex Mix. Mm. It, had ca- I, I was, it had cashews in it. Yeah, that's different. Which for I, sure, which that's I, different. Which I very much enjoyed. Um, I was watching your video. You said you ate a lot of gummy bears. Yeah. Andrew, you ate a lot of gummy bears. I was the, in that video you took. I think you only went for gummy bears in that one, and you had like four scoops. I thought, wait, what? I thought I, he was going to get a scoop of gummy bears and then mix it up. No, you just kept going back in the gummy bear jar. I easily ate over a hundred gummy bears. Oh my god, that's terrible. Good luck in the bathroom today. I'm feeling Andrew, great. Is there anyone else that's eating as much candy as you are? Yeah, uh, sneaky. Yeah, there's a yeah there there's a lot of people that eat a lot of candy. <laughs> I just I'm I'm just most excited about it. I think that's awesome. Are you so like? Is everyone on par with you with the amount of candy? Mm, I mean, I'm on the give I'm us on, names. 
I'm a, I'm in the upper tier, probably. Say the names. Who is honestly, the number? Who's number one candy guy? You know what? I'm gonna have to get back with you guys on this. I need to do more evaluation. You know what you need to do? Secret Periscope, undercover. Who's eaten the most candy? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll set up a live stream camera. That would be awesome. <laughs> sneaky Periscope is what I want. It's very sneaky. Okay. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. Next it comes question. From, it comes from at Skeet Denims. <laughs> <laughs> and at Skeet Denims wants to know, when you're an old guy, which will annoy you the most? Next question, bringing your kids to the podium, leaving the podium in the middle of questions, or not showing up to the podium at all. Hmm. Kids at the podium when I'm old. I'll be, I, I will hate that. I will think that is so annoying. Kids at like, the podium. Please. I hate that too. I don't hate yeah. it. I kind of like it. You will hate it. You will hate it. That's because you have kids now. When you're old, you're going to hate that. Yeah, when you're like, an old man. Where's their mom? Or partner. <laughs> partner. Um. <laughs> Where's I mean, their mom or partner? I mean, if somebody well, when doesn't, we're old, we're gonna be millennial old. To me, it's more annoying when guys like Kevin Durant and Draymond Green don't show up to the podium at all. Yeah, like when it's their responsibility to show up and they just don't. And I, yeah, I can see myself as I get older being like, "It's written in your contract, just to do, just be responsible and do the right that- thing." The league needs to step in. The league's got to step in here. <laughs> well, it is funny that it's like that is so much worse than Russ not answering one reporter's questions. Like just not showing up and answering anybody's questions at all. But then Kevin Durant, like the other night, this is going to be me talking crap on Kevin Durant. The other day when he gives that one explanation as to why he only shot eight times on Patrick Beverly, and Twitter like blows up, like elated that he talked about that and gave him so much credit and thought it was so smart and great. It's like, no, this dude hasn't been helpful all season. And he gives you one thing, and it's like, back. wow, Kevin Durant is so smart. Look at this inside. I hate Kevin Durant. To me, this shows like why he needs to absolutely just be gone and leave that team. Because, and here's here's another reason why is that everybody thinks that Giannis is the best player in the league, and I don't think a lot of people would question that. Yeah, but I think the real answer is it's Kevin, and nobody has any clue that it is <laughs> because he's hidden away on this team, shooting eight shots per game. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you're exactly right. And I think if you're Kevin Durant, it just drives you insane. It has because to. it's like everyone says LeBron, 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 LeBron. And then you choose Golden State for championships and notoriety. I get that. You get the championships, you get infamous notoriety, and then we just move on to Giannis. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious. Insane. It is hilarious, but it's like you don't control how this works. You know what I mean? Like I think he and his party or he and his guys think like, well, now we'll just go to New York and then you'll and then everyone will think you're the best player in the world. It's like I don't think it works like that anymore. Uh, Kevin Durant is tied for 16th in shot attempts in the playoffs. Wow. 
He and Jason Tatum take the exact same amount of shots per game. Wow. The Bone Dong takes more shots per game than Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, he's the star of that Pacers team, man. He's he's taking 16 shots. Pascal Siakam is taking five more shots than Kevin Durant in the playoffs. Five. Oh, gosh. D'Angelo Russell's taking seven more shots than Kevin Durant. Like, what is wrong with this picture? A lot. And then Kevin Durant's going to be mad that people think the way they do about him. But it's like, I don't know. I don't know. That whole situation just makes me insane. It's it's unreal. And they're like arguing with each other. Did you see that Bill Simmons video? They happened to be right over by where Simmons and House were sitting watching the game. And, uh, and Draymond and KD and Steph were... You know, they were winning in the game and they were still kind of arguing about something. And it could have been nothing. It could have been like a basketball thing. But uh, I don't know, man. They don't look like they enjoy each other anymore. That's awesome. I like that. I love that. It's about time. Hey, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Ryan underscore King underscore now. Who wants to know what do the Thunder need to fundamentally change to win the series? I mean, mm. I, don't, I don't know if they need to fundamentally change a lot. Uh, I mean, if they could just, they don't need to continue to make shots at this rate at fifty percent from three. <laughs> actually, I actually know they cannot do that. Uh, but I think that they need to. Lock in on defense. I think that if you were to change anything, I think it's that these that the rotations need to be better. They need to be more crisp, especially from the guys off the bench. And I think that that would have solved a lot of their problems. I think that they wouldn't have even had a close game at that point if they were able to limit Dame to 15 points in a quarter, which is still incredible. Uh, I, I think it would have been a blowout from there. And so I think that Defensive rotations for the bench, I think, is is kind of big time. And then, honestly, it's a Paul George. Can Paul George shoot the basketball well, you know, in two out of these next three games? He didn't, obviously, he didn't have to shoot the ball well in order to be effective and in order to score points. But if he could... I think that that, to me, would be the biggest difference maker. Because when Paul is on, things start to open up a little bit. And so, to me, that's one of the biggest ones. Is just, can Paul George get it going? And maybe the answer is he can't because he's hurt. uh, Which would not shock me if that was the answer. But he continues to talk about it being a rhythm thing. If it is, in fact, a rhythm thing, I think that it would be great for him to actually get into rhythm. Can you imagine um, what people would be saying about Paul George and his injury right now if the Thunder had lost that game and they saw that he went three for sixteen? Dude, the fallout, the fallout, and my my friend Jeremy Lamb asked me the question before the game: like, is this the most important game for Russell Westbrook in his career? And my answer is that it could be one of the most important games in his career since Kevin left and also if they lose I think it's huge if they win like they did last night I don't think it's a story you know it's a bigger story if they lose and it's an indictment on Russell it's an indictment on Paul George on Billy Donovan 
if they lose and it looks like they have a chance to get swept, you know, I mean, if they got swept out of this series, I mean, you'd, if you're Sam, you almost have to make big changes, you know? Yeah. And so it was a, it was a huge game to not lose. If that makes sense. Oh my gosh, man. Can you imagine if they're down three Oh right now? And Paul George was shooting. Cause now what is this? Like, this would have been he's shooting probably around twenty five percent for the series, if even twenty five percent. I don't know. It, yeah, it was a big game to win. Huge. He cursed himself last year when he christened himself playoff P. You can't go playoff P after you, one game, and you and you can't give yourself your own nickname. Absolutely, and then you like, and then you let Ingles guard you then you let Ingles <laughs> shut you down the rest you can't do that you can't say his playoff p and joe Ingles destroys your life uh so playoff p so far 36.7 percent from the field 27.6 percent from three. Oh, so shooting way better than i thought yeah but still not good <laughs> no still not good yes <laughs> no not good at all uh russ had a had a really efficient night last night. Um, him making four out of six from three is terrible. I mean, it's great that he did it, but every time he made it, I thought, Oh no. Oh God. No. That one that he hit, that one that he hit over Lillard and like his, his legs flailed apart and he did it and then just yelled at Lillard. And I thought, Oh God, this this is is terrible. This is not a good thing for the Thunder. No, the same thing. No. Uh, so the top five, players in the playoffs that are shooting more than eight threes a game. Terrence Ross is 36%. Damian Lillard shooting 42.9% from three on 9.3 attempts. Oh my goodness. Steph Curry, 9.7 attempts. You know, he's shooting from three in the playoffs. 62%. 58.6%. Holy moly. Then Paul George, number two. Tied with Steph Curry at 9.7 attempts, 27.6%. And then James Harden, 43.5% from three. Yeah, PG's got to get something going. Okay, is he? Is it a hurt thing or is it a rhythm thing? Or is it both? I think it's both. Yeah. He's obviously hurt. Right. I mean, you can say that I'm you're pain-free, but there's obviously something going on. Yeah, like my, my thing, tight. I think that if, let's say the season ended tomorrow and, or Sunday, and they got swept on a Monday, first thing, I think Paul would go in and have, like, <laughs> surgery, you know? I think he's hurt. It's possible. Hey, remember when uh, LeBron James uh, said he had a broken hand for one day yeah. after he lost the series? Yeah. That was cool. Agreed. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining the podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, that's that's not your job. Oh, sorry. Hey, but uh, guys, do do we want to uh, do we want me to ask one more question? Yeah. Okay. Before we do, you know what I want to talk about? Oklahoma Shirt Company. The they oranged out the stadium, and guess who printed those shirts? Oklahoma Shirt 
company. And if you like, Meow. you got you got a hint of the quality of what they're available to do. You'll be seeing their shirts mowing lawns all around the city very soon. But if you have your own <laughs> event, then you can make your own shirt for your event, special get-together, school, whatever you want. Talk to them. They will bring your idea to life. Um, and uh, they're just great. They also have their Shirt of the Month Club, $10 a month. Gets you an Oklahoma-themed shirt every month. They also have other state Shirt of the Month clubs. If you are listening and you're a Thunder fan from Texas, Kansas, Arkansas, um, other states, check them out for that. Just for signing up, you get an introductory shirt for free. You can go buy their store and they put up the extra shirts they have. Still $10. If you see one that you really like, you can go pick it up. And you're going to like some of these because their monthly shirts are always very cool. You've probably seen them around the city and you didn't even realize it. You just thought, oh, that's a cool Oklahoma-themed shirt. Wonder where they got it. Most likely, it was Oklahoma Shirt Company. Check them out. Support those that support us. Guys, are you miffed and are you peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Hey, Are you miffed and Hey, before we get into that, Bobby Wheat did ask a question. Who's shooting better in the playoffs so far from three, Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant? And? The answer is Russell Westbrook at 31%. <laughs> Kevin Durant at 30%. <laughs> Wow, Russ should go to New York, huh? Be the best <laughs> player in the world. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. I love that Russ is shooting 30% from three now. Uh, 31. 31. Sorry. It's helpful. Hey, wow. It's better than, like, 18. You're Much right. Better. Um, okay. You guys miffed? Uh I got allergies, man. I got allergies. Something, Me too. something bad. The league's got to step in and the do league's... something like this. Oh, here's the what allergies are so bad. Here's something I am miffed about. So I use, and I never, I don't think I've complained about this ever just because I, I don't complain about stuff like this. But last night at the game, the media dining food was easily the worst of the entire year. I, Hmm. Weird time for that to be the case. It was so they served like French fries that were clearly like great value brand frozen French fries that they microwaved and they were really gross. They served rolls that were incredibly hard that you knew that there was no way that these were prepared today, that they were probably several days old. Uh, that had fish that was like extremely dry. It was just like an unbelievably bad meal, like stuff that was even unedible. They had corn on the cob, which how do you screw up corn on the cob? Every kernel was like really hard and shriveled. It was mm. just, it was just an unbelievably bad meal. I basically just ate candy, which I guess I am now grateful and blessed. Oh yeah, for sure. That's kind of unbelievable. Did they know Barry Trammell was going to be eating that food? <laughs> 
I don't know if it's they probably knew that. Russ. Russ prepared it because he knew <laughs> Barry was going to have it. Yeah, Russell. Russell is the is the cook. But I, I hope they step up their game. The theory is that maybe the people that that prepared it didn't know that there was more than eighty two games in a season, and they just forgot, and that's just all they had. What if uh, what if the Thunder only had an eighty two game or like a forty one game contract with them, <laughs> and then they had to, they were like, oh crap, oh, crap. our <laughs> catering service is gone, and they had to like go out and use their own grandmas. <laughs> two days before while they're still in portland they were just cooking corn at grandma's house <laughs> it was all prepared too if you told yeah. me that it was all pre- prepared two days ago and then just sat i would totally believe you it sounds like it was like corn i think it takes a while for corn to shrivel up like that and yeah. dry out I think you're right <laughs> yeah. i think this is a pre-prepped meal <laughs> it makes a lot of sense i think like it here i think the, what happened is uh in one time in college, in the fraternity that me and Andrew lived in, the, we fired our chef and we didn't have a backup, and so we had to have one of our like our college student friends step up and cook day like two daily meals Why for a hundred guys. It was awful, and, and it was basically mini pizzas every single day. No hot so pockets. They, a lot of hot pockets. So they fired. They fired the chef, and they've had to have you know one of the players step up, like Raymond Felton cooking this old corn, this hard bread. But it was before they went to Portland. Hey, let me tell you. Uh, let me ask you. Why'd you guys fire your chef? Uh, because of, I don't know. I think I don't know. Do it wasn't for any? a good reason. It was our. Was that fr- it? Was freshman year. So like we weren't yeah. like totally involved in all that stuff yet. Yeah, so I don't really know. But I know that they did didn't really have a good backup plan and then just had this guy feel like, oh no, uh let's make a hundred hot pockets. <laughs> that is hilarious. That happened. That is such a, a frat thing basis. to happen. Oh my goodness. It was I didn't have any complaints. It was it was great. I, I loved mini pizzas and Hot Pockets. God, I'm thinking about the amount of money you guys paid to stay in that house. And then you just got fed Hot Pockets twice a day. Yep. Cool. And shriveled corn on the cob. But still hard. Um, Sounds familiar. Guys, I'm really not that I'm not that miffed and peeved. That's good. Um yeah, it feels it feels good um, to have the Thunder back and 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 be in and be in the peak, you know, and see two half court twenty thousand dollars shots. It was a rare Beautiful. night, man. And the, the wildest thing about the half court shots they had they gave them the big check. They did give them the big check, and I can't believe they had the big check ready so fast. Because if they don't make it, they have a big check and they look foolish. Yeah, yeah, but it's better to have a big check because it's like, uh, have you seen Tropic? Not Tropic Thunder. Uh, I was thinking Flint Tropic Semi Pro. Oh yeah, you know when he's like, "You won this big check for ten thousand dollars," and it's they just give them the big check. I think that's what Midverse is doing. That's the only way they're going to be able to afford <laughs> all these people hitting half court shots. Hey, those are the first half court shots hit all year, though. Really? Yeah. I feel like one gets hit at least one every year for yeah, that, us. Those were the first two. Huh. Which is why I think that they did this competition. 
because they they just have a whole lot of money sitting around. They're like, guys, we got to get rid of this. <laughs> they have a budget. It's like I, th- I honestly they, think they probably do. They probably do. I'm saying for the playoffs, they should give everyone that what that shoots the half court shot the 24 second unlimited shots. Uh, yeah, it's so much better to see them do several. And but the reason you can't is because both guys that had the opportunity made it. <laughs> yeah, you're giving away a ton of money, but it's worth it. Do you think? Um, I have a I have a conspiracy theory. Do you think that they brought in these ringers to make both these half court shots? To Dude, really I thought about that. The crowd. I thought about that, and I do think they did. <laughs> and they didn't pay. They paid them like five hundred dollars or something each. So See, they don't I have think to pay out the money, but they get the crowd pumped up because they did it differently and had like a tournament, I guess, to like see yeah. who could shoot it during the uh, yeah. you know playoffs. And if that was you, I would take a week off of my job and just practice half court shots because it's going to be worth it if you it, make it. Those guys clearly did. They knew oh, what they yeah, were doing. There was, there was a ton of practice because the way the second guy was shooting them, he realized, okay, this is my best way to get it there, and was just rifling them, shooting from like his hip. Yeah, and uh, it was very unorthodox, but you could tell he had done it a million times. What they need to do is get, if they want to bring in a true ringer, is get Coach Skinner from the late '90s Hefner Middle School could shoot one from the half court backwards and hit it very regularly. It's true. That's the ringer they need to bring in. That's true. Coach Skinner, that is like the name of a gym teacher from a cartoon. That would be a, like Morning Nick. Well, that's from our lives. Wow. Yeah, and the was- man practiced, and practice literally made him perfect at shooting half court <laughs> behind the back shots. Oh, my God. Is Coach Skinner rumble? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Coach Skinner also hit a hole-in-one one time in a competition and won a truck. What? Man. <laughs> 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 